0: Welcome to episode five of season two of Armchair Donkeys. We've got another
1: special guest and teammate from the University of Colorado on the show today. Ryan Shiverini is a television personality who is the co-host of ABC 7's Emmy Award-winning talk show, Windy City Live in Chicago. Shiv, thanks for joining us today. Can you tell us a little bit about your journey with Windy City?
2: Yeah, first off, Bo, it's so funny to see you hosting the show because usually I'm hosting a show, so it's kind (laughs) of nice like being on the other side of this. But yeah, Bobby, great to see you. Bo, great to see you, man. How has it been 20 years since we played college ball? What's going on? Yeah, it's crazy. (laughs) It's insane. Yeah, so anyway, I've been here 16 years in Chicago. Uh, I've been hosting a talk show for 10. And as you guys know, I also covered sports for a long time. And now I'm back doing uh, sports for ABC7 as well. So I'm covering the Bears mainly uh, this year and the other sports teams when something big is happening. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited to talk with you guys today.
1: A lot of respect for what you do, Shiv. We only do this once a week. I couldn't imagine what it was like doing this every day. Uh, it's, it's a pretty tough little gig. All right, Bob, the boys are heating up. I'm probably going to jinx myself, but I've had a horseshoe up my ass the last two weeks. I'm 13-2-1 in my last 16 plays, and 17-2 and in the NFL dating back to last year's playoffs. Where I'm five and zero this season through two weeks in the NFL, I'm also back up to six and three in the Mountain West Conference as I hit both USC over Fresno State and UNLV over North Texas last weekend. You had a great Sunday yourself this week, Bob. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that?
0: Yeah, so I I'm a big Lions fan right now. I'm on the drinking the Kool Aid of Hard Knocks and Dan Campbell, <laughs> uh, so they uh, they pulled through for me and. You know, quite frankly, I don't think the Colts are very good. So I went real strong on the Jags, um, and I think they're a team that's getting better. The Colts are getting worse, sadly. So, um, you know, I, I played both of those games straight up, and then I teased them together. So uh, Sunday was pretty good for me. Saturday, Michigan State kind of fell on their face up in Seattle. So they didn't, they didn't help me out what I was playing. But uh, the NFL was good for me on Sunday.
1: Yeah, they got that Fresno State coach up there in Washington. He looks like he might have that uh, program heading in the right direction. Let's get to this, to this week's game then, shall we, lads? This is a big weekend for the Chivarini family. Ryan, your brother Darren was a great buff. In 1998, he won the first ever Buffalo Heart Award that is given annually by CU fans to honor the buff who most demonstrates grit, determination, and toughness. Last year's winner of the award was linebacker Nate Landman, who's currently with the Atlanta Falcons. We know Darren bleeds black and gold. It was a dream job for him to come back home to CU and eventually take over as the offensive coordinator in 2020 and 2021. Now, he shouldered most of the blame for our lack of offensive production last season, where he was ultimately let go by his former position coach at CU, Carl Durrell. Through three three games this season, this Buffs offense is worse than it was last year. Darren returns to Boulder, Boulder this weekend as UCLA's offensive analyst at Carl alma mater. The Bruins are 21 and a half point favorites in this game. The over under is 57 and a half. You've got the floor shiv. Take us wherever you
2: want to go. Well, I got to say, it's really a mixed emotions watching this game coming up on Saturday. I was going to be in Boulder, but honestly, I think it's too hard for me to be there and be wearing, I mean, what do I wear? I got to, you know, <laughs> blood's thicker than water, but, you know, but the buffs have been my blood too. So it's it's going to be an emotional day for my brother for sure. Um, having that been said, I do think he was wrongly blamed for a lot of the problems that are going on in Colorado two years ago when he was the offensive coordinator, they're averaging over 30 points a game. Remember Carl Durrell won coach of the year and the (laughs) offense was doing well. And then uh, Durrell changed the offense completely to this pro style offense, which, you know, was not, my brother was not on board with that, but he was sort of stuck with it. And then you saw what happened and then he did take the blame. And you know what? He never spoke out about it because he's professional and he's moved on at UCLA now. So, Having that been said, we've seen what the Buffs have, have done the last two games. It's been uh, brutal to watch, or is it three games now? They haven't mm-hmm. covered the spread on any of these games. They've been blown out in every single game. So I have to believe that UCLA, who is and 3-0, but did have a close game against South Alabama, but I think that team is a lot better than people think. Um, I think UCLA covers in this, but it'll be painful and tough to watch. This whole season for Buffs fans And and – we're all buffs here. We all want to see the program do well. But um, I definitely think a change is coming at Colorado. And I think it's going to be a long rest of the season. I don't think they cover, even at 21 and a half.
1: Bob? Uh,
0: Matt, I can't disagree with anything Schiff said. They, uh, you know, hit on South Alabama. They got some dudes on that team. They, uh, they got athletes. So, um, but the buffs are – man, they are struggling guys. I was in Minneapolis last weekend doing the game on the radio and it was just, they physically are just getting pushed around by everybody. They can't, they can't even compete. Um, so I don't see how they keep this game within 21 points. Um, because I don't know how they slow down UCLA and I don't know how we generate any offense to even keep it within that, that score. So, um, I bet, I bet with my heart week one, learn the hard way. Uh, I won't be touching the bus the rest of the year but i just don't uh, this could be ugly again even at home in Folsom. here's a problem it's a 12 noon kickoff in boulder the buffs are 0 and three they've been blown out three games in a row there might not be a damn person in that stadium yeah I mean, it's good it's going to be it's going to be empty
2: well at least not a sober person
0: well i mean 12's <laughs> early 12's <laughs> early to get the kids out what, in, what in, else into are the you stadium to do to sit through
2: that yeah, exactly. I mean, that would drive the Pope to drink. I mean, it's been hard to watch. And here's the thing is you got two quarterbacks, right? They say when you got two quarterbacks, you don't have one. They can't make a decision on who their guy is going to be. And they're such different style quarterbacks. You have to commit to who you're going to be as an offense. And you got to go with that. And, and I just think that them alternating QBs with two different styles is just not working.
0: Hey, yeah, let me, add, let, little... me add, let me add one, let me add one more thing, Bo, because you hit on that, Ryan. Um, you know they played three quarterbacks on Saturday. They mm. put McC- they put McCown in at the end of the game, Josh That's McCown's true. son, um, and he looked good. Don't be surprised if you see him play again on Saturday. A um, start? I I don't know about that, but just yeah. don't be surprised if you don't if you see him on the field again Saturday.
2: Yeah, well, I, I won't be surprised. Is he Chip Chip the mascot <laughs> out there by the fourth quarter? <laughs> The thing
1: that scares me about McCown playing is if he's any good, there's so much being, there's so much money being thrown at kids at other programs. Why wouldn't you go take that check? You know, your your career as a football player could end on any individual play. Uh, That's the the fact that we're not playing the NIL game and with the transfer portal, allowing for kids to come in and and be one and done and leave whenever they want. That's what scares me about not playing that game and, 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 I, I'm, I'm very uh, wary of, of what the future of our program is going to look like because of that. I think we lack speed at the skilled positions. Uh, running quarterbacks have been a problem for us the past few seasons. I think DTR has a field, game, field day on the ground. I'm staying away from this game. All right, Bob, let's go to Lubbock, Texas, where Texas Tech is getting six and a half at home against the Texas Longhorns. The over-under in this game is 60 points.
0: Yeah, this is a cool rivalry, guys. Texas and Texas Tech. And here's the thing. This is Texas's first road game of the year. Um, they've been in Austin for three weeks in a row. Lubbock is going to be on fire. Texas is playing with a backup quarterback. Yeah, they have a hell of a running back, not taking anything away from what Sarkeesian's doing there. But this is their first road test. This is a This is a big game for Texas Tech and a game where Texas probably looks down, right? It's that big brother, little brother type of thing in the state of Texas. So... I uh, I like the Red Raiders in six and a half at home against the Longhorns. I think there'll be a lot of points scored, but I think it'll be close. So I, I really like Texas Tech at home against the Longhorns.
1: You got an eight and a half? Six and a half.
0: Six and a half,
2: got
0: yeah. it. Yeah. Is it at sure. eight and a half now? No, it's, it's still six and a half.
2: I, still, I, I agree with you, Bob. I think that uh, a rivalry game and it's sort of like, Hey, when we played at Colorado and Colorado State always, you know, they always put up a pretty good showing because they are the ones that get overlooked constantly. They'll always be the little brother and it's always a game. They're going to get up a little bit more than Texas. So even if they don't have the talent uh, that Texas has, uh, I think with the points at home, uh, I like Texas Tech.
1: Yeah, I agree with you guys. Uh, You you got a a quarterback that's banged up. Who's a second string guy uh, on the road. It's tough not to take those points. Texas is a program that I think is on the rise and I think is going to fare very well uh, with the new um, rules that are, are floating around in college football. All right, guys, let's go to Corvallis, where the USC Trojans are six-and-a-half-point favorites on on the road against the Oregon State Beavers. The over-under in this game is a whopping 71 points. So SE is covered in all three of the games so far this year. This game does present itself as what will likely be the toughest challenge of the season – thus far for the Trojans, Trojans. I do think this team has all the tools uh, on offense to potentially go down as one of the greatest offenses in the history of college football. Caleb Caleb Williams makes it look way too easy at quarterback. And until someone proves that they can stop him, I'm riding with USC to cover for their NIL boosters, like a hot streak of red numbers on the the roulette wheel. Beavs are good, but I don't think they're going to be able to keep up. I like SC by a touchdown in this game. Bob, what are your thoughts on this one?
0: I agree with you. I mean, Corvallis is an easy place to go. Oregon State is playing well. um, And I think they'll be able to score some points just because, I mean, if there is a question on the Trojans team, it's their defense. But I don't think they score enough points to keep it within a touchdown. So I I love SC and, and, and giving up the points in this game.
2: Yeah, I want to play devil's advocate, guys, but I can't because I agree with you, too. And, you know, I talked to my brother about USC and I asked him, you know, about the Pac-12. He said, oh, SC. And you talk about NIL and rich boosters. That team, the rich is going to get richer. And listen, I'm all for athletes being able to make money and profit on their jerseys and all the things that we didn't get to do as players. I'm glad these guys are getting to do that. But right now, it's the wild, wild west You can do anything you want. I don't know if you saw the HBO Real Sports story about the rich BYU alumni who is giving every single walk-on a scholarship. He's paying for every walk-on. So now you just have 100 scholarships, right? So uh, SC is one of those programs, very wealthy donors, very wealthy alumni, uh, a lot of celebrity alumni that want to give back to that program. That team is going to keep getting better and better. They could go back to the Reggie Bush days when they, re- they were paying the players illegally. <laughs> but they could go back to being that type of powerhouse, and I think you get six and a half. I mean, boom, the, the touchdown with the extra point right there, you cover. So I'm going SC. Yep.
1: All right, Shiv, let's go to the horseshoe in Columbus, where Ohio State is an 18-point favorite over
2: the Wisconsin Badgers. The over-under in this game is 57 points. Yeah, this one is tough. I've gone back and forth on this one because, you know, obviously it's a great Big Ten rivalry, uh, but Wisconsin looked terrible in their opener, lost to Washington State when they were 17-point favorites. Yeah, they put up 66 last week against a weak New Mexico State team. Um, It's tough, but I think Ohio State, they're definitely going to roll. Rated, you know, ranked number three in the country. They're going to be in the mix here at the end of the season. I think it's a coin flip on if they cover, but my gut says they will cover in. If this was NFL, I would say no way, but in college football, obviously the point spreads are much different. Uh, I'm going to go with the Buckeyes. I'm just not sold on the Badgers. And typically this is a power program that I, I normally ride with, but I just think this year it's going to be a very up and down season.
0: Bob. I kind of like the over in this one, guys. I mean, I think Ohio state has a chance to, beat the over them themselves. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I think they'll score a lot of points. I don't think it'll be close. So then it turns into one of those things in the fourth quarter where Ohio state's third guys are on the field. Wisconsin might get a couple cheap ones to get some more points on the board. So, um, I, you know, I'm with Shiv. I, it, the, the spread is tough for me on this just because it's big 10. And I mean, you never really know what can happen because Wisconsin may have struggled, you know, but th- those guys get scholarships too. They'll be ready to play. Um, I so man, I I just I think Ohio State is a chance to beat the over by themselves.
1: Yeah, I, I'm with both you guys. I don't think I'm going to touch this game. 18, 18 seems like a lot for a game that's usually pretty tight. Uh, Wisconsin's usually pretty good on the defensive side of the ball, so I'm not touching this one. Uh, Bob, let's go to Jerry's World in Arlington, Texas, where Texas A&M is a two-point favorite over the Arkansas Razorbacks. The over/under in this game is 48 and a half.
0: Yeah, I'm, a, I'm still a huge, a huge KJ Jefferson fan and the Razorbacks. I know they had a, they had a tough one last, last weekend, but they fought back and, and found a way to win that game against their old, their old coach, Bobby Petrino, who came to town. Um, if this game was in College Station, I would think differently. But it's in Dallas. It's in Cowboy Stadium. Jerry's a Razorback. They're going to want to keep this one tight. They're going to want to keep Jerry happy, in my opinion. And I'm not really that sold on A&M yet. They haven't done a whole lot to prove that they're going to blow anybody out or run away from anything. So I like Arkansas and, and the points against, against the Aggies.
2: I'm going to defer so, to you guys on this one. Yeah, I literally have not seen either one of these teams play yet this season. Uh, this is the downside of doing sports, as I'm usually working <laughs> doing other things here in Chicago. So I haven't seen either one of those teams play. So I'm going to trust you guys on this one. What do you think, Bo?
1: Uh, Bob is a huge KJ Jefferson fan. I actually haven't had a chance to to watch um, Arkansas play. I, I, I kind of stay in my own lane in the Mountain West Conference because I don't think that the odds makers are paying much attention to what's going on in that conference. And my goal and our goal of this show is to beat the books. So that's why I kind of stay in my own lane. Uh, I'm going back to the Mountain West Conference on our next game. I think the odds makers – would have figured this out by now with a team that's in their own backyard. UNLV is a a two-and-a-half-point favorite in Logan, Utah, at Utah State. The over/under in this game is 60 points. I've been screaming UNLV since the beginning of the season. They've covered the spread in all three of their games. I think they cover again in this one, although I'm going to buy it down to two because I never play against the hook. I also like this game parlayed on the money line with USC to win, which pays out at plus 130. I hit that parlay last week. I'm running with that parlay again this week. UNLV is better in every phase of football than the reigning Mountain West champs, who just lost way too much production in the offseason. I like UNLV by at least a touchdown in this game, and probably more. Bob, any thoughts on this one?
0: Man, you, you have. You've been preaching UNLV since we started this year, and, and they look good offensively. Um, I can't sit here and tell you I know enough about Utah State, but what I've seen from UNLV um, I think they'll be able to put up a lot of points, so I'll I'll keep trusting you. And you need well, I don't know. I you didn't you didn't bring the crown to Italy.
1: No, the crown's sitting back at home. I'm, I'm hoping if I if I do well this week, I'll be wearing it again next week.
2: <laughs> yeah, you sound like the Mountain West king over there. Uh, yeah. I, I'm gonna ride with you on, on UNLV. I think they are a sleeper, and I think they are better. You know, you don't think about UNLV as being a power in football, but uh, this could be their year in that conference. And uh, I like how you said you. You buy down because you never played the hook. That's smart because how many of us have lost because of that damn hook? <laughs> oh, it's, it's the worst. It's 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 like the greatest when you win by the hook. Oh yeah. It's the worst when you lose <laughs> by the hook. Uh, it, it's it's like it's like blackjack. It's
1: an always or never for me. I'm either always or you always or never double down against a twenty. You know, there's <laughs> some, some rules that you either play or don't. But I can't stand losing by the hook, so I always pay the extra for it. A side note, UNLV started the season. I took them at plus 5,000 to win the Mountain West uh, Conference. That number is now down to plus 1,400. They've got the fourth uh, best chance to win the conference now, according to the odds makers. All right, Shiv, let's get to the NFL. (laughs) You're uh, up and down Chicago Bears. Uh, Only been two games, but uh, they're a three-point favorite at home in Soldier Field against the Houston Texans. The over-under in this game is 40 and a
2: half. Yeah, and Lovey Smith returns to play his old team. Lovey now head coach of the Houston Texans. You know, this Bears team is hard to figure out. Our buddy Chris Morgan is the offensive line coach with uh with the Bears now. So it's Ours. great to see him. Yeah, Coach Morg Spanky. It's good to see him on the sideline. You know, I um it's so interesting because nobody thought the Bears would beat the 49ers in that opener. I know it was slip and slide and it was crazy. Oh, did you pick them? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. That's a good, that's a nice pick because that's a huge upset. And I know the weather conditions were crazy. They won that game. Uh, There were, there were so much hope going into Lambeau, even though Aaron Rodgers quote, (laughs) I own you does own the bears. And he showed that again because the bears had that awesome opening drive. And then they couldn't get another first down until the third quarter. And they still had a chance in that game. I do think that they're going to rebound against a Houston Texans team that is zero, one, and one. I still hate that there are ties in the NFL, but um, I I don't think the Texans have what it takes. Uh, It's three points. I actually saw it earlier in the week at at two and a half, and um, that's when I would have locked in because obviously the the field goal gets you the win. But I do think the Bears win at home this week, but it's going to be a very up-and-down year for them as well. Bob? Bob? Mostly down.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. I don't, uh, I don't know about this game. I mean, for whatever reason, I just had a feeling because my feeling week one is I'm not a huge Trey Lance fan and that experiment that was going on in San Francisco. That's why I, I rode with the bears in week one. Now, at the same time, I can't say I'm a big Justin Field fan either after the first couple games after, I mean, they're just, they their offense is just brutal to watch. They're going to play good on defense. We all know that, um, I just I, I can't I can't touch this game. I don't trust either team enough to. Uh, yeah, to put money on it.
2: Here's the thing they you know, David Montgomery had 122 yards rushing so if they can establish that running game which they did in the second half of last week, they, they don't need Justin Fields to be the hero. And I feel bad for every Chicago quarterback that comes to this town because Jim McMahon said it famously. This is where quarterbacks come to die. <laughs> like, there's so much hope for every quarterback that gets here. And I think Justin Fields has a lot of talent, but it's a very, very young offensive line that Coach Morgan's working with. Most of these guys have not played in the NFL. So I think they're trying to rely on the run game so that he doesn't have to be an Aaron Rodgers-type hero back there. Yeah, it, it's gonna, I think it's going to be a close game. That's hence why the, the spread is mm-hmm. so close.
1: Yeah, I think that um, Fields is one of those Jekyll and Hyde type quarterbacks. He either looks great or he just looks like he doesn't know what he's doing. I don't think that uh, the Texans are going to give him uh, too many problems this weekend. I think the Bears, Bears bounce back big in this game. Uh, let's go to mini Bob where the Vikings are a six-point favorite at home against the Detroit Lions. The over-under in this game is 53 and
0: i am going to keep drinking the Hard Knocks Kool-Aid guys and Dan Campbell. Um I really like the way the Lions are playing. They run the ball well. Jared Goff seems rejuvenated. He's been playing great the first couple of weeks of the season. Um, you know, I'm not taking anything away from the Vikings. I think they're good. I think Kirk Cousins is a good player. They're going to score points. I just think the Lions are going to score just as many points. So um, I know, I, you know, I, I'm not going to say the Lions are going to win this game, but I'll take six points all day long with, with the way I've seen Jared Goff and that Dan Campbell run team team play so far this season.
2: I think this is a coin flip game. It's so tough because this goes to show you how tough the NFL is. In week one, the Vikings look like they're Super Bowl contenders when they just smoked Aaron Rodgers and they sacked him four times. And then last week, they get smoked. It's so hard. The first couple of weeks of the NFL season, you're still kind of feeling out which teams are good and which teams aren't. But I do agree. I watched Hard Knocks for the first time. I skipped that series, you know, for the last couple of years, for whatever reason. And this season, I really liked it. And I do think that the lions have something special, but I don't know this one. I I'm really, I really could flip a coin on this one. I'm just to disagree and play devil's advocate. I'm going to go Vikings <laughs> with the, with the six points.
1: Uh, I like Dan Campbell. I'm all, I'm all in on the hard knocks Kool-Aid as well. Um, Minnesota had a, had a real letdown uh, against the Eagles, and typically when teams have letdowns like that, they bounce back. Uh, Minnesota's got some serious firepower. I'm probably not going to touch that game. The way that I play NFL games, Shiv, and Bob knows this, is I try and look for opportunities where 95% of the public is betting one way, and then I like to bet with the house. Uh, The biggest sponsors are Caesars and all all the sports books out there. So currently, right now, this is what I'm liking. Uh, You're going to have to follow us at Armchair Donkeys on Instagram to catch these plays in real real time, as I won't make my final pick until right before they kick off. I'm liking the Chiefs and Colts over 49 and a half. I like the Chargers minus seven at home against the Jags, Bob. I know you like the Jags. I think the Chargers have a lot of talent. On that offensive side of the ball, they, they lose Keenan Allen. Mike Williams steps up. They still look really good. Uh, I like the Seahawks minus two at home against the Falcons and the over 40 and a half in the Carolina and New Orleans Saints game. That's where I'm going this weekend currently right now. That's all the time we have for you today. Uh, Thanks to all you listeners for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, please do us a solid and hit that YouTube subscribe button to stay up to date with future episodes. Ryan, thanks for joining us on the show today. Bob, let's keep this hot
2: streak alive. Good luck this weekend, gents. Chef. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Hey, you know what? I got uh, one of my TV Emmys back there. I think I'm going to give it to you for the show.
0: <laughs> oh, beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. How do you do Are you okay? Good job. Oh, you yeah. guys
2: did great, man. You guys did great. And I watch it every week on Instagram. So keep oh, up the man, good work. I got a
1: whole new respect for what you do. This is not easy. It takes a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of work that goes into it.
2: Yeah, you're doing great. Keep it up, man. And I'll come back anytime. Thanks for having me. All right, chef. Thanks. <laughs> See you, guys.